Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we're going to be answering three questions submitted by you. Was that too creepy? No, it wasn't. That's oh. great. Today's topics are complicated hookups, religious disagreements, and how to drive in traffic. Mm. That's a varied palette. By the way, if you want to subscribe to our video version of the show, you can go to our new channel, youtube.com slash watcher podcasts and if you want to submit questions for future episodes you can submit them to hwidpod at gmail.com or on patreon at patreon.com slash watcher that's right well we've got a varied plate today a panoply of rich exciting questions and we're going to give you some hopefully good advice Um, on my couch what there's a bug on your couch what is that what kind of bug? Stink bug? Not, no. It looks like a little beetle almost. Like a stink know. bug? I have no idea. Crawled into the couch cushion, so. Do you know what a stink bug looks like? No, I don't think it was that. I think it's just one of those like, I don't know. I've seen them. I know what a bed bug looks like, so it's not a bed bug. It's, it's way too, it's, mm. it looks like a, little, like a little June bug almost. Alrighty. Well, Ryan, why don't you take it away with the first question? Oh yeah, let's do it. This is an anonymous person from Patreon. Uh, This comes from uh, Eddie Murphy. I'd like to maintain an air of mystery. (laughs) I'd like to maintain an air of mystery and stay anonymous. So if you use this question, can you please give me a sick ass name? Eddie Murphy. But here goes. Two years ago, my best friend and I hooked up with each other while we were both slightly tipsy. It was consensual Why are we and doing fun. This tipsy hookup. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a callback almost to the last episode, but uh, it just so happens that the people who are submitting to Patreon tend to be tipsy, and hey, they tend to hook up too. So mm-hmm. uh, let's not judge. It was consensual and fun, but we both didn't talk about it for a couple of days because we felt pretty awkward. I finally brought it up, and we briefly discussed it, but that was it. Five months later, we hooked up two more times. <laughs> But we never talked about it afterwards. What? And now that friend has been in a relationship for about a year with somebody else who is now one of my good friends. I don't think it really impacted our year. Um, I don't think it really impacted our friendship because we're still best friends. But I also feel like we should maybe still talk about it. How could I possibly bring that up? Or should I even bring it up at all at this point? Hope, hope this makes sense, and I would love to hear what you guys think, because I'm kind of at a loss. Well, Eddie Murphy, it seems that <laughs> is quite the pickle. Uh, huh. Ha, 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 ha. I am of the mind, this is going to be a quick bit of advice here, I think you have to eat it. Uh, you know, you, you had your fun back in the day. Uh, you, you messed around, it looks like a couple times, once and then two times after that within a five month period. But as they say, shit or get off the pot. And it seems like uh, if you wanted to do something with that person, you should have done it. And uh, the time has passed now. They're in a relationship and it's seemingly a, a happy relationship. And you bringing it up now would be, would A, probably endanger your friendship and make it a a strange environment, and B, also endanger this possible relationship. So at this point, I think you just have to hold it in your memory bank, Mm. look at it fondly, and uh, move on. Wait, uh, Ryan, just to clarify, does Eddie want to be with this person, or do they just want to inform them that... I I think I'm finding it to be different the way I read it, so... It seems like Eddie Murphy does not want to be with this person, but it does seem like Eddie Murphy wants to talk about it. Like, hey, remember those times we hooked up? But to be honest, why do you need to talk about that other than... Yeah. Here's the thing. Eddie is not admitting to Eddie that Eddie wants to be in a relationship with this person. That's what I'm getting. 
that's also what I, uh, my, my, my diagnosis was also, was also that because really there is no reason to bring that up at this point. Like, Hey, remember that time we smooched? Oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how, uh, about you? how about that? Huh? How about that? You're smooching someone else now. Isn't that weird? We could be mm. smooching now. No, I, I, was, I was joking. I was just, just joking. But, but question, question for you, too, is uh, I think this person just feels really awkward around their now new good friend, which happens to be the partner of their other friend. Why, why should they feel awkward if this thing happened in the past? And Yeah. It just sounds like an awkward situation. I mean, the only reason it would be awkward if they were still invested in it in, a, in the sense that they wanted something more to happen. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. If they, it's only awkward if they still have some kind of lingering thing, uh, feelings. But it seems like the feelings are hopefully gone. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I don't and, know. Uh, what? And maybe they just move on because I don't know. Ryan, what did you, you get pick out of this question? You picked this question, right, Ryan? I did. Hmm. I think I you know. just move on. What? What about like when you say something really awkward to somebody and you think about it the next day and you don't bring it up? I mean, sound that's. Awkward moments are part of my life, and thinking about them way far in the future is pretty normal for me. I will say this, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, Stephen. Oh, but yes. Give me some advice. Here is what <laughs> I do. Sometimes you have to ask uh, if, you're, if you're telling somebody something or confronting somebody about something for you or for them. Are you doing it so that you feel Ooh. less guilty or you feel less awkward or are you doing it to Ooh. better them and the relationship? Sage. Yes. And I feel like in this case, what this person is doing is trying to shed their guilty conscience or make themselves feel better. And in their wake, they leave two people that are like, wait a second, you did that with them. It, it doesn't, it, I don't see how this helps all parties. Nothing so sometimes you just got to eat it. What are you? What, what are we eating? I'm not familiar with this term eating. You got to eat uh, your, uh, your, your discomfort. Uh, the, you got to eat the yeah, the desire to make it more than what it currently is. I see. I see. Yeah. You got to mm, microwave interesting. it and eat it. You're if, making if, me hungry, by the way. I'll be right back. I'm gonna get some. Food. I have some almonds. I I always have some almonds on hand, and and they're the Smokehouse brand, so they got a little bit of flavor to them. And I like to munch yeah. on these during the podcast. Are we sm- are we sponsored by by Smokehouse? Yeah, to to Ryan's point here, the uh, um, if you or this other person have not addressed it, then maybe it's for a good reason. Yeah, maybe maybe it does not need addressing. Maybe it's best if you all just move on. Which I is, agree. You know, very difficult sometimes, depending how invested you are. Um. But by and large, I don't like answering relationship questions, uh, which is why I never pick them. <laughs> My advice is, this sounds like a mess. Step away. <laughs> uh, it's I even know. weirder because he's friends, uh, or it's even weirder because Eddie Murphy is friends mm-hmm. with both of the parties here. He, you know, right. this person's friends yeah. with both, both, uh, both of them. So mm. uh, that makes it even stranger that you would bring it up. Uh, Here's the thing. What if one day the relationship parties disclose to each other this history with Eddie, right? Then you have an extremely awkward situation where Eddie was like, I could have uh, dealt with this earlier if we hadn't waited five years for you to find out that I hooked up with your uh, partner. Also, I would say that in that case, the onus falls on the person in the relationship to disclose any of their past, not on Eddie Murphy here. Mm. He doesn't ha- this person does not have to come in white and white knight this, con- this, uh, this relationship that has nothing to I do mean, with that person. Mm. And if it's a healthy relationship, then Eddie Murphy's friend probably at some point would let their new partner know yeah in history so. with eddie yeah and eddie's new partner is probably assesses it for what it is and knows whether it's a big deal or not and is probably maybe mature enough to realize well this was something that happened in the past whatever mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. Yeah, you usually discuss exes and stuff like that with the person you're with uh 
at some point in the relationship. So I would assume that's going to happen in this timeline at some point. Okay, for sake of devil's advocate, because I do generally agree with you guys, it is not on the onus that I use that word, right? The onus is not the on. The onus is not on. The, it's not on the onus nope. Nope. of Eddie. Think of it like an apple that's balancing on word. Eddie Murphy's head. Yeah. The, the apple the, is the, the onus. The apple is the onus. Put the apple on okay. someone. Okay, the onus is not on Eddie. It is not, no. It's not. Okay, great. The onus <laughs> slash apple. Thank you <laughs> for giving not. me that uh, fun Michael Scott-esque advice. Um, yeah. It's not on Eddie, but just to play devil's advocate, what if they just feel super awkward hanging out with their friends every time? And if they could just be like, hey, uh, let's play it out. Okay. What are these people's names, Ryan? Who's the person they hooked up with? What's that person's name? That person's name is, uh, <laughs> that person's name is Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the uh, partner, Adam's partner. Chris Rock. Okay, so I'm Eddie. I'm Eddie. You're Chris yeah. Rock. Okay, okay. So just so, just a quick. I want to do a quick roll call here to set thank the you. scene. Today we have Ryan Bergara as Eddie Murphy, me as Adam Sandler, and Stephen Lim as Chris Rock. No, I'm Eddie Murphy. What? No. Uh, You're wait, recasting what? now. Yeah. No, you said you were Chris Rock. Wait. No. Okay. Fine. Wait. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I don't get Wait, who no, I am. you're Eddie. You're Eddie. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Eddie. F- I I'm trying up. to play devil's advocate here. So I want to be the Eddie here. Okay, so you're you're Eddie's advocate. I'm Eddie. All right. And Chris Rock has invited me to watch Netflix with Chris. So we're just chilling. We're watching Netflix. We're watching a rom-com. And suddenly, this weird scene comes about where, oh, no, in this show, this person hooked up with this person, but then this other person doesn't know, and then they are in a relationship. And then Chris turns to me and says... Have you ever been in a weird situation like that? And I'm like, what do I do here? What do I do? Do I lie? Do I say, no, never? Or do I do I tell Chris, yeah. And Chris with, is the new person that's come in. And right. you guys are Chris hanging like, out one-on-one? Yeah, without Adam. Then you say, no, I haven't, because it's not your place you to say. Yes. What? Yeah, if he doesn't, if he doesn't know, I'd say... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Haven't we all? Ha <laughs> ha. Let's watch this movie. I, I but, think. But what I if? Think... Okay, now now it's a now it's a game of uh, chicken. What if Chris knows? But well, Eddie then, know like, that Chris then knows. why is he playing sucks. these weird little games? I'm not going to. Yeah, what is going that. on here? Why is Chris Rock uh, devious like this? Yeah, what is this? What is this gotcha journalism you're 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 doing here? What is? I'm I'm just <laughs> saying that. Sometimes things well, feel weird. What if weird? Chris actually knew and he was waiting for him to say, and then he looks to the GoPros that are set up around the room and goes, gotcha, <laughs> liar. Okay. It's, this is crazy. So I say, I say, oh, uh, uh, what? okay, I'm just going to play it out. I'm going to play it out. Actually, actually, Chris, you know, um, weird story. I don't know if you knew, but, you know, me and Adam actually have a weird history where I kind of hooked up with Adam uh, twice, three times. Nothing happened during your relationship, don't worry, but it kind of happened uh, to us. I hope you don't feel weird about that at all. Hate it. Hate it. I, mean, I will say... You know, that's one way to go about it. I think any time, if you're on the outside of a relationship, that you disclose something that will endanger that relationship is a no-go. It's up to the people in the relationship to figure that out. Also, I feel like Eddie is just injecting himself into this when it's, like you said, it's like not... He is not a factor. He's not a factor mm. anymore. It's up to them to, like, him making any kind of call here is is not in Adam Sandler's best interests. Yeah. I think the only time and you really chime in... Frankly, it's selfish. Mm. I agree. I agree. I think you only chime in on a relationship if you think the relationship is bad, if you know someone's cheating, or if you are the one doing the cheating. Those are the three okay. times you could chime or, in. And the so, alternative here, the alternative here is... If Eddie Murphy sees a future with Adam Sandler and mm. really wants to go for it and thinks, well, this is my shot. I know I'm putting their relationship in jeopardy by bringing this up somehow. If the awkwardness is spawning from, like, I still have feelings for this person, then, you know, shoot your shot. It's it's messy. It's sloppy. <gasps> but maybe you're at a stage and you're like, hey, you know, 
yeah, when you're a young person, this is relationships. They should be a little messy. That's how it's going to be. Okay, um, let's let's play that out. I want to say that I, I'm Eddie. You're Jesus Christ. You're Adam, right? You're Eddie. I'm Adam Sandler. Okay. Okay. Right, I'm gonna and confess. I, and I'm a, currently in a relationship with Chris Rock. And that right. would be me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hello, Adam. Hi. What? Oh <laughs> Why do you sound like this? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, hello. <laughs> I'm not oh, doing Chris that. Rock voice. <laughs> I've, you know that you, uh, you're in a relationship with um, some other person. I won't even re- mention their yes, name. Yes, but, um, yes. Ooh, I'm your best friend, dude. What are you talking about? Do you remember the time? Do you remember that one night? I can't keep doing the Adam Sandler voice. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Remember those three nights that we had together? Yeah. Yep. Three yeah, nights. I really felt a connection, and I feel like we really got something going here. I feel like I'm we could... sitting right here. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, are you in the room with us? I didn't even notice you there. I apologize, Chris Rock. Oh, well, I'm. You know, I am your partner, so I would hope to notice when I'm in a room. Sorry, you were crouched behind the plant in the corner. That's why I didn't see you. <laughs> Sitting right on the couch. I don't know what you're talking about. But I guess that uh, shows how observant you are. It doesn't surprise me, I suppose. Good. Yes, Anding. But I've always loved you. Huh? Oh, uh, thank you. Look, okay, well. there's two ways it's going to go there. Either, either there was something magic and Adam is going to say, let's do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose this loser. Where I'm done with this, this, uh, this guy we're we're good to go or they'll say that's great i'm in a happy relationship i'm sorry the end so Hmm. either way it's gonna be um heartbreak for somebody i can't support it i can't yeah it's it's too it's 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 too it's uh, it feels selfish it feels like yeah i think i don't think they can be friends to be honest just even to begin with like it's too messy too messy I mean, it's a messy answer for a messy situation. You'll True. find your way through it. Send us an update. Let us know how it goes. All right. Well, I just took a bite of the mango, so I need somebody else to segue me here. Oh, let's jump into our next question. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hooray. All right, wow. Stephen, we're back. Your turn. All right, here's my question. It comes from our email, hwydpod at gmail.com. It is from somebody named, I'm going to give them an anonymous name. Poseidon. Hey, gang. (laughs) Poseidon? Poseidon. I see. Hey, gang. I've got a question about condescension. I'm from Australia and am an atheist. I really look down on religious people hard. (laughs) To be honest, (laughs) I appreciate the honesty, by the way. To be honest, I'm never one to bring it up, but when someone asks about my religious beliefs, I tell them there is immediately the stigma of condescension. Yeah, no shit. I'm pretty open about it with people, but never in a rude way. Is it possible to have an open conversation with religious people in a way that's not offensive to them? Or will talking about these topics always be frowned upon? Keep on keeping on. And then they gave the little uh, longhorns uh, emoji a here. rock on. It's a rock on. Rock on. Also rock on. Uh, yeah. So I, I chose this question because I actually... Um, definitely think about this a lot. In fact, I think a lot of, I think about it more even now that I'm in California, which tends to be uh, more of a liberal <laughs> a liberal state that has yeah. um, less religious people out here. And I come from a conservative background in terms of my religious beliefs. So I am somebody who uh, prescribes to the Christian faith. It's actually yeah. the most important thing in my life. And so I've had to had I've had what hundreds of conversations with people who are very skeptical of the things that I believe, um, and it's it's actually something that just like slapped me in the face even when I mo- first moved out here. I remember yeah. being in a meeting, and I don't know if you guys remember this. It was an unscripted meeting led by our old boss, and he told everybody that I was a Christian, I think, or something like like he I don't know what the word is didn't quote unquote out me but he like was like in a meeting who here's a christian and then you know as somebody who prescribes to that belief but you know it was a brainstorm but i was like okay i'm gonna raise my hand here but i was the only one in the room who raised my hand and so i felt really awkward but yeah that's just kind of how it goes right i'm not gonna be ashamed of my beliefs anyway it was very awkward because then i did feel like there was this judgment coming on me 
which I've seen, I kind of see in your, uh, in Poseidon's email as somebody who looks down on religious people Wait, wh- hard. Where do you, yeah, where do you see that, Stephen? Is it <laughs> what? he has no uh, kind of like pleasantries couched in the statement before I really look down on religious <laughs> people hard? <laughs> that goes which is really hard because left. They say <laughs> I'm, I'm open about I'm it with people, but never in a rude way. So uh, that's interesting. Anyway, all that to Cracking say, oh, I think that there are very healthy ways to have conversations around beliefs without looking down on other people. Um, first of all, it just requires a little bit of something that, you know, it's called empathy. Try to put mm. yourself in their shoes. What is the thing that is driving their life's motives? What is the thing that they hold on to and cherish? You know, for me, my Christian values are actually what give me a perspective of the world. They help define my actions. They help me uh, have my moral compass. And it, it's the like the guiding decision of my life. So it's very important to me. But I also acknowledge that if somebody else does not believe that, it doesn't mean that you know I'm going to condemn them for it. I just want to understand where they're coming from. And I think it's, it's a fun conversation to have. Like what drives you? That's a fun way to frame it you know it doesn't have to be like do you believe this thing that god created the world well what evidence is there of that what evidence is there of other things you know there's like it all that's something that if you want to get in the scientific route about it you can but um i think it's understanding that truthfully i would say nobody understands the mysteries of the world and and their origins like it's impossible none of us were there so um yeah, I mean, that's my takeaway. I think I, I was rambling a little bit. I just think the way to have the conversation is to, to try to understand where somebody else is coming from, what's important to them, and really listening. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you in that it's, it's empathy is like the number one way to, to approach it. In that when someone has a belief, especially when it's around religion, I often try not to think whether or not I believe that, whether or not I think that belief is true or not. I just look at what does that belief mean to them? And like, how does it help guide or shape their life? And whether or not I believe it's true or not, if that thing is something that is very positive in their life and has, you know, yielded great results and made them a better person, then who am I to say whether it's right or wrong? It doesn't really matter what I think because it's a belief. It's a personal thing. Uh, So that's kind of how I've always approached that. Um, Yeah. It's and like I guess, what is this person's question about? It's like, it sounds like they're. It, it's sort of interesting because they're. A lot of times when it comes to people, being condescending. About other people's beliefs, they're usually, not this self-aware. No, <laughs> the fact that this person <laughs> that's is like it's funny as hell. Hi, I'm pretty condescending when it comes to me. Like, off to a great start that you're able mm-hmm. to recognize that. Um, I am a stone cold atheist, but I don't ever, I know plenty of people who are also atheist or agnostic who are a-holes and not great people. I know religious people who are a-holes and not great people. I know religious people who are wonderful people. I know, uh, sort of like spiritual people all across the spectrum, no matter what pool of belief you're looking at, there's going to be uh, good people and bad people, uh, people mm-hmm. are great people who you don't get along with, people you do. It 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 really all just comes down to uh, tolerance, and yeah, not in the sense like I'm tolerating you, but in the sense that like you have to respect where other people are coming from. Uh, I don't know. It's it, it, you, I, I, like growing up. I I have a lot of my good friends were. V- you know, varying shades of religious or uh, non-religious. And I had one friend who um, was very intolerant and everyone kind of stopped speaking to that person. Um, And then I had other friends who were extremely religious and we still get along to this day. Um, So it's sort of a weird thing to hang your hat on. yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing to to circle around. I d- I don't know. Uh <clears throat> like Steven said, I think was a good point. It's like looking at 
how they use it to guide their uh, sort of why they're rooted in it, I think is really interesting. Um, Cause like me being not a religious person does not mean that I'm not like spiritual. I think yeah. they're like, I have this weird quiet respect for, for just uh, the uh, things, you know, <laughs> like nature, uh, everyday minutia that I would say borders on like spiritual. It's not, it's not, um, I don't, I don't think atheism means like, uh, fuck it all, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not like a, it's not a lack of, maybe, I guess maybe it does mean a lack of belief. I, look, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm also rambling here cause I, it's a, it's a topic to ramble <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, it um, is. That's a windy road right there. Yeah. Uh, well, that I think that's yeah. the... Sorry, I'll just chime in real quick about that. Um, is a lot of these things we don't... We haven't really processed out loud a bunch. Uh, and I think that's also good and okay. It's good to like let people like get to how they feel by saying it out loud. And mm-hmm. sometimes... Uh, sometimes... It may take some time, but if you can just be understanding and listen and yeah, it'll, you know, you'll get there. Yeah. That's true. I think if also you kind of focus on like I statements, like I believe and not trying to prove the other person wrong. Cause I don't think it should be in a, in a place where like we are, we've, we're at an area where we can no longer say things to each other. If we disagree, I feel like that's yeah. not how the human race moves forward. Um, but there's a way to disagree and not be condescending. And I, I think a lot, that largely comes from stating your opinion and what you believe without, you know, using that as a way to prove the other person wrong. A lot of times I feel like when these conversations get a little bit dicey is when like, if the atheist is very militant and they'll be like, let me pull up topsoil evidence to show you that none of that stuff happened. Or, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, that's when it becomes like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, I think we're talking about a concept much more than, um, you know, hard, you know, hard evidence. And I think that's when it gets a little dicey. Yeah. And I, br- I brought this question up because this is like something that I am constantly dealing with. I feel like most people I've talked to, um, I felt the most respected when they just try to, um, see like there's two kinds of questions you can ask. You can ask questions to try to like prove somebody wrong or you can ask questions to understand them. And, I felt the most respected when it was more like, okay, let me try to understand where you're coming from before I uh, express my own beliefs. But like, you know, I really appreciate my relationships and friendships with people who don't prescribe to the same beliefs that I do because it challenges my understanding of the world. Like just because something I believe when I was born doesn't mean it should be true or shouldn't be true, right? We're constantly changing and growing. So I like to be challenged and I like to like challenge my own beliefs and. You know, I have doubts about my own, uh, oh, my rice cooker's going off right now. You guys hear that? Oh, he didn't like that. JC what didn't like that. Playing a little tune <laughs> for you. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm coming from. One other thing, uh, that I've always ascribed to that really helps me, uh, get through life is that, um, uh, I don't expect any other human to, uh, by default respect my beliefs <laughs> like it i try to do that to other people uh to a, to a degree but i i don't know i don't think i think you're going to be a yeah. lot happier with things if you understand that you cannot expect or that expectation on other people is is kind of unfair just worry about yourself i guess right um I don't know if it's good to say overtly that (laughs) I look down on them. That's that's, that's, that's the sentence that I think that needs to be a little bit addressed here is I really look down on religious people hard. And I would say maybe help a a little bit is to kind of separate the person from their beliefs. And I know that can be hard because it's like it's all intertwined in, in their being and their consciousness. But... You know, um, I, I really believe that all humans have uh, have value and 
deserve respect, a base a baseline level respect. And um, just because I don't agree with them doesn't mean I look down on them. And I think that's it's good practice to not look down on people just because you disagree with them, uh, even if it's over something as important or unimportant as religious beliefs. Well, Shane by default looks down on people. Oh, what? very, very Ooh. funny. What do you say? Because he's eight feet tall. I'm not eight feet tall. I don't know where we landed there. You know, look, talk, just talk to people. Talk to people. Mm. Maybe it inspires you to go have some conversations with people. Great. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Our final question. Hey, guys, I love your podcast and congratulations on the success with Watcher. My question is, I'm about to start taking my driver's license soon. I assume they mean Mm. driver's license. Driver's test, yeah. But I have never driven a car before and I'm terrified of the traffic. What's your advice Mm. for driving in traffic and how to handle the anxiety slash stress that comes with driving for the first time? Uh, That Mm. is from... um, uh, tur- tur- turbula. Turbula. Turbula or turbula? Turbula. Turb. Turb. T u r b u. Turbo. Like turbo. Like turbo. Yes. I picked this because I feel like everyone has some good learning to drive stories, and I one I would like to hear what you guys have and what sort of lessons you've learned in the driving realm. Well, I find that when I'm in traffic listening to a podcast, like here's what you do, oh. calms me down. And you're talking uh, to the audio version, not watching the <laughs> video version on youtube.com. I'm talking about, yeah, listening to the audio version on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcasts, or whatever Apple Music. Audio. We're not on Apple Music. Isn't it, is it not Apple, Apple Podcasts? Is that what it is? Yeah, this is not music to your ears. Is it not? Oh, it's, I don't even, I don't have music, Apple Music. Is it not in the same interface? No, it's in a podcast, podcast interface. In it's in time. iTunes. <laughs> it's, it's in podcast. I use, I use podcast. But on the desktop, it's on iTunes. If you're listening to your podcast on your desktop I'm computer. I listen on Spotify, music, podcast, all in the same place. Pretty, pretty convenient. Anyway, anyway. W- hey, do you guys, do, do you think anybody <laughs> watches our videos on Google Glass? Remember those cool glasses? Sick. <laughs> yeah. Do that where you were frying some eggs or something. <laughs> I saw I saw one guy wearing those in like when did those come out? Like two thousand eight or something. I saw a guy yeah. in the mall wearing a Google glass. I was like, that guy looks like a dipshit. <laughs> he looked dumb as hell. Why yes, hello, that? I'm from the future. Why is he wearing that in the mall too? Yeah, what is he doing? He thinks uh, he's Tony Stark. He's gonna ask like he's gonna ask them the cross reference sales at different stores. I would like one pretzel with cheese dip. Let me compute how much sales tax there should be on that. (laughs) Um, uh, I, I picked this. I'll tell you a driving uh, thing. They sound like they're, they're saying questions about traffic, but it sounds like they're just nervous about driving in general because they're about to take lessons. Advice for driving in traffic would be nice though, wouldn't it? Yeah. And we'll get to that. But Mm. uh, driving in general, I want you to know that it is a slight learning curve. And I actually, I'll tell you this, this is exclusive. I've probably told this story, but I failed my driver's test the first time I went to get my uh, license. <laughs> Loser. Um, is that because you suck or because the tests suck? Or <laughs> what's the reasoning? You suck? I actually consider myself a very good driver. Um, I, I failed my driver's test the first time too, though. Did you so. really? Is it also because you suck or oh, Steven. the test sucked? Nasty. It sounds like I, Steven's I think, got some settles to score. Oh, I definitely uh, beefed it hard on that first test. Uh, I, I used to drive, um, when I, it was my dad's car in high school. It was a, a Bronco, a Ford Bronco 2, which wow. was a hell of a car. Uh, I loved it. And when I went to go t- take my test, um, I was waiting at the DMV. It was like... 110 degree day and this cranky guy got into the bronco and he said oh i hope you got air conditioning and i said it's actually broken and he said he said (laughs) and i was like oh no it's not no it's real. it's actually broken and he was like are you fucking kidding me and i said uh nope so he was like okay well, start to take a left out of here. So we started the test. Um, and I don't remember 
all of the things that went wrong. There were a couple though, and every single one of them was just him not really communicating things. I remember at one point he said, pull over here on the side of the street. So I just parked on the side of the street and he was like, that's how you're gonna park? And I was like, oh, you shit. just you just said to pull over. And he was like, I meant to do like a, you know, a, like a parallel parking. But there were no yeah. other cars on the street. So I was like, oh, I, I can do that if you need me to. And he was like, no, just keep going. And I was like, okay. So at a certain point, halfway through this test, I was like, this guy hates me. This is never going to happen. Um, and then toward the end of the test, he was like, okay, take a right in here. We're almost done. And I put my signal on, took a right. And he said, are you going to use your signal even once during this test? And I was like, I've been using it the whole time, dude. And he was like, well, I can't hear it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we pulled in and he was like, I don't think you're ready for this. Come back after you got a little more time behind the wheel. <laughs> and I was Jesus. like, this is unbelievable. Because uh, mm. I am a very good driver then there's a part two to this that is very thrilling i went back a couple weeks later as soon as i was able to i spent no more time practicing because i was like i'm a perfect driver that guy was an a-hole i'm ready to ace this thing um and i got in the i was waiting in the line for the person to get in person got in and started like filling out some paperwork and meanwhile yeah. in the parking lot uh there was an old man who had just taken the test and was in a car and this old man <laughs> backed out of his um, parking space at approximately, I don't know, 35 miles per hour. And there was a woman with a child and the woman threw her child out of the way and tried to jump out of the way of the car. She fell on the ground. The car rolled over her legs. No! And continued, and, and I just, I was, the person next to me in the car was still filling out this form, and I was like, oh, boy! And, he, and the person was like, what? I was like, that lady just got run over my car! And, he, and the instructor was like, oh, oh, my God! And they got out and went to check on the lady, and they were like, you stay here. Otherwise, you know, I would have checked on the lady. The lady yeah. was fine. Uh, How? I don't know. The car rolled over her legs. Is that some kind of like physics thing? Like maybe because I mean, of like the speed? There were, I mean, the people tended to her. There were like EMTs there and stuff. How are so her they, bones not immediately There's no crushed? way she was fine. I don't know. She was, maybe it just rolled over. I don't know. All I know is the lady was up and walking by the time we got back. But, That's insane. That lady's so, a freaking, she's from Skynet. That's like a people, T-1000. People started tending to her and, um... The, the instructor got back in my car and they're like, okay, uh, let's get this test going. And I was like, yeah. And as soon as we got out on the road, I was like, I mean, I don't want to lie to you. I'm a little shaken up by what happened back there. And the person was like, I don't blame you. So already I was like, oh, I got this in the bag. Whatever I do here. Were you actually um, shaken up? Were you just using that? No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I was definitely using it a little you bit. You son I'm, of a gun. <laughs> Yeah. Like I this was a lady teen. has two wooden legs now, a, and you're like using it for pity points. You know, um, uh, she was fine. She was okay. Um, <laughs> you want to throw up? I'm really shaken up by what happened. But uh, there. yeah, and then we got back uh, at at the end of the test. I nailed it. I did great. And the instructor was like, "Well, at least you didn't run anybody over." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I agree." Oh and then I got my, my license. That's good. Um, so, I guess the point is. Try not to run anybody over and back out of parking spaces at, you know, a very slow speed. Uh, that man who ran over the lady, I think, got his license revoked. Uh, I would hope so. I hope so. If he he's out there turning job. people into pancakes, yeah. you might want to get him off the road. She was, she was up. She looked fine. I, I swear the car ran over her leg. And it happened in the blink of an eye. So maybe... Maybe she cleared the tires. I couldn't tell. It looked, I swear have? to God, it ran over her legs. How do you feel about people getting driving tests? You have to renew, when you renew your license, you have to retake the driver's test. I mean, at a certain age, I think it's probably a good idea. Probably, right? Yeah. I agree, yeah. Because I was when at I Best moved Buy to California, and an old guy I backed to... into my car while oh, I was oh. parked. 
Ooh. Just just backed up and kept backing up. And I was like, hmm, he's getting really close. And I, I just got in my car and I thought, he's in a parking lot. Obviously, he's going to check behind him yeah. for another car. That's, and he just kept going until he hit me. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Um, I guess I'll get out now. And then I got out and he was not even aware he had hit me. But well, my, that was the oh, other thing. No. That was the other. Oh, that was the other detail I forgot. Uh, horrifying. Uh, after the man rolled over that lady and his car went into some bushes, he got out and he was he was laughing. <laughs> oh my goodness! So he was clearly not well, and you know probably shouldn't have been uh, driving. Um, what was he saying? <laughs> Holy he shit, like, Herbert! He you really like, did it this ah! time. <laughs> And like slapping his thighs. The real knee it was slapping. a gruesome scene. It was very uh, Lynchian. I didn't did he care know that it. he had run over a woman? I'm not sure. I'm really not I hope sure. not. I hope he yeah. didn't know. Um, Jesus Christ. It was a gruesome day. Uh, but again, everyone walked away. So thank goodness. Um, I can't believe she walked away. There's no way her legs got run over. Maybe There's not. No it way. might be, it might be that whole like, superhuman strength thing. Like when you have a protecting a baby... And you just get superhuman strength. Perhaps. Does that apply Maybe. to your bones? Because her bones should have been like vaporized by that car. Like there's no way that car is rolling over two bones and not breaking one of them instantly. That's crazy to me. Let's see. Car ran over me on medium.com. <laughs> uh, no, this is too long. Let's see. Can there might be some kind run- of like physics weight distribution thing there. Like what Can the actual like how much mass and not break it. Um, it sounds like it might. Maybe it ran over her. Well, yeah. I don't even want to think about it. That sounds yeah. Depending on the surface area, maybe the the power, like the actual Newtons, were distributed in a way that was like not fully on the bone. But even still, man, I don't know. Maybe it just got her foot a little bit or something. Or again, <laughs> I was at a vantage point where I was in a car like. From my view, I could see her and I could see the car. It looked like it ran over her legs. The person ran out there, but it could have been sort of an optical illusion. If it didn't run over her legs, she just narrowly avoided it. Um, okay. That's cool. Well, it's either it did or she's a Terminator and was sent by Skynet. Could be. And I don't mm. think the second part is true. Could be. You never know. You never know. You never know. Anyway. Uh, I want to get some advice. Oh, wait, no. Ryan, you got, you got a story about your failures oh it's pretty simple yeah, i was driving uh i test was going pretty damn well to be honest about like three quarters of the way through the test he was like all right hang a ride over here and uh i think i was first off i was super nervous the entire time i was very much white knuckling the entire Checks test out. i worked myself up <laughs> for these kinds of things you just gripping the wheel i was just gripping it at fucking like uh what the hell is it, like nine and nine and three is that where you're supposed to be I ten forget. and two Oh, did two, they change ten. it to nine and three? It's, I thought it was tennis. It's changing. Yeah, who knows? You know what it, I do? Either way. Six. I was, I was gripping it. I, just do, I do zero. I just drive no hands. <laughs> I had a friend uh, who I, would always drive with his knees. Yeah, I, uh, well, you're not supposed You shouldn't do that. Dangerous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was really gripping that wheel tight. And I was like, oh, wow, I've made it through all the way. And I, I haven't made any mistakes. And you know, like when you kind of like in a video game it's a really hard level and you're like almost finally beating it and you start to really like analyze every step you take after that that's kind of what was happening here and he was like hang on right right here and i just really did not let off the gas that much and i just like <laughs> made the right and fully went into the other lane of traffic oh. uh on this right and i knew once i had done it it was an immediate fail and he, i just heard <sighs> <laughs> okay, take us back to the DMV. And I was like, God damn it. And I was so angry. And of course, the entire way back to the DMV, flawless driving. Flawless. It was like it was like we were floating rather than rolling on the pavement. Late. It was too uh, late. But that's the problem with driving, right? Like you can make one mistake and it'll change your life forever. So That mm, is true. That's true. I think it's good that you but, failed but it. I, I guess the point of the story is you just got to relax. You got to relax about it. Enjoy the art of driving. Driving is a fun thing. It's a privilege. Driving's driving's a blast. It's um, the, it's you, the you greatest. Just, it's one of the greatest things you could do. And uh, just enjoy that. And just don't put so much weight on it. Also, remember, I messed up, had an instant fail. Within two weeks, I was back. I was, I was 
you know, trying it, trying it again. And yeah. uh, that's an important thing to remember. If you mess up, you could easily take the test right away and you're eventually going to get your license. You're not going to never get your license. True. Um, and yeah. traffic Unless... Is, what? Wait for Unless my advice. Oh, Unless shit. you don't. Well, and I mean... Instead, okay, you okay. wait for self-driving cars to become the norm. Then you'll never have to get your license. Just wait. It's, it'll come. Just wait. I don't want self-driving cars, young. man. Twenty twenty-five. Yeah, but Ryan, think about it. The thing, the thing is, though, these self-driving cars are going to be like little living rooms that you can enjoy. Oh, that sounds so nice. That's true. You can true, keep your but magazines in them, in your yeah, al- but your the, almonds. The, the ethical inquiries that are going to come up of like, who do you save, the driver or the crowd full of children that you're going to run into? You know, the driver. What? It, <laughs> so you just barrel over all five of those children turn them into bowling pins this did happen recently uh, someone someone yeah. was killed by a driverless car i think it's the only time i think it's only happened once um yeah, but crazy. when you think yeah. about it i think think about what the trade-off is though think of how many people die as a result of human error you know, that's yeah. something to think about there it is something to think about but i feel like we will be harsher critics of robotic drivers than we would be of a human driver for whatever reason unfortunately and whereas like a human makes an error it's the answer is not oh no more humans driving cars a ro- a robo car kills somebody i could all of a sudden it's like all robo cars are bad so like i just don't know if we're ever going to get over that like paradigm i mean hump. but i would want one personally because then if my car did that it's like well hey i can sleep at night it's just my car yeah. Um, I remember one time I I was just watching Dexter's Laboratory reruns on YouTube (laughs) what's it to me have you ever had that thing where you like hit something with your car like maybe I don't know maybe there's like um, like a stick on the road or something and you hear a noise and you're like oh my god did I just hit did I just run over a lady's legs a dog or (laughs) roll over a lady's legs that happened to me once I mean Sometimes you'll hear a noise and you'll be like, what was that? And then you'll look in the rear view and there's nothing there. And you're like, oh, okay. But there was one time when I remember hearing like a particularly loud thunk. And yeah. I was like, and it it got, it was loud enough that I stopped the car and was like, I had like my hands on the wheel and was like, oh, it was like that scene in Hereditary. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Where I like got out and looked and there was nothing there. I was like, oh, thank God. I thought I had like hit a, you know, a, a dog or a a, a toddler or something and it yeah, was fine yeah. there was nothing out there but if it was a robot car who mm. cares it's the robot's fault that's great what if it kills you well then i guess i don't care either because i don't exist anymore oh, um that is not would be dead good loophole sweet mm-hmm. sweet relief yeah um i wouldn't want it to do that to me but if you die going out like watching a film eating popcorn while on the open road yeah that's the dream right there you put the top down put some road behind you while watching you i don't know uh back to the future or something eating some popcorn you die that way yeah you could say i died doing what i loved part of it though is if it is self-driving you could probably be in the center of the vehicle they probably have better safety that'd be nice think about that because i i bet the i bet it's something about where the the driver's seat is it seems like it would be more vulnerable than if you were for sure yeah, or you go like it like recesses anyway. down into like a little Batman thing, you know, when he goes into like the tumbler. Oh, into the little pod. The, yeah. And he goes into like like the little the little armory mode. Whew. Do you remember the opening night when that happened? Oh, when he go when the car is like severely damaged yeah. and it starts yeah. shaking, and people are like, like, "What's happening? Is the car having like a, a seizure?" And yeah. then he pops out on the motorcycle and the voice goes, I got, goodbye. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps right now just thinking about it. I wanted to throw my popcorn at the screen. That's how excited I, I was. Hollered. The entire theater was just just, just a, a, a erup, eruption of applause. It was amazing. And then it does that thing like five minutes later where it like goes up a wall and the wheel oh, like, yeah. turns around. He goes I still up a wall, turns around, what's... and it falls down. That also got a standing ovation in the theater. It's crazy incredible lots of applause breaks in the dark night one of my favorite yeah. movie screenings of all time midnight i mean screenings. that, back that in the day. act nothing beats i know that movie's got like some pacing issues and people have their their nitpicks with that movie at large but yeah that whole sequence is 
Huh. It's fantastic. There's also anyway. the part when he comes out of the alleyway and the, and the wheels like, do, 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 and it's like rolling. Yeah, what on is side. that? What's going it's on? Amazing. With that? It's amazing. So good. Uh. Anyway, driving is fun. Be re- be responsible. Be vigilant. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to bring it back. I don't know. Traffic is Batman not that is ass. not that scary either. Traffic is actually weirdly soothing. In a weird way, yeah. this pandemic has made me miss traffic. Strangely yeah. enough, no, because that's a time no. where I listen to my. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yep. Yep. Steven, you can't dumb take, tell him Ryan. what he. You can't tell him what dumb he misses. Take. I look down on you hard for that take. Oh yeah. Well, I, I and I look down. Uh, I look up at you and smile while you're looking down at me, knowing it's a great take. <laughs> the thing that's is, good. is that uh, traffic, to me, I didn't realize it back in the, in, the, in the day. But there's a part of me that actually misses the traffic and the commute because it kind of like reset my brain. It's where I would listen to my podcast, my good music. And it's just kind of like a reset between work and home. For me, that's how it's that's that's what it did for me. And I didn't realize that until now. Do you want some traffic? I can use some traffic. Oh shit, that sounds like a threat. On the basketball court, on your oh. way to the rim, I'll destroy you. All right. Well, I think we've given some good advice here today. Uh, Steven, you didn't have any driving advice. You said to wait. Okay. Till no, I did have advice. Around. My advice is just um, take it step by step. Start on, you know, slow streets, then go to bigger streets, then highways, yeah. you know, and yeah. just don't do anything that's going to that's gonna be freaking you out too much, but it's okay. You'll be fine. I mean, I like, you gotta get I like used the to the stories. highway because when you think about it, life is a highway uh, in many ways. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Something to think about. Uh, well, um, if you'd like to submit questions for future episodes, as we said, swing on by hwydpod at gmail.com or submit over at our oh. Patreon. That's patreon.com slash watcher. Um, and like we said, swing Ryan, on what's by going on with your camera here? What are yo, you, what doing? you doing? dude? I'm just Readjusting looking my at thighs, you. <sighs> You're what? My computer's sitting on my thighs. I'm just readjusting. Oh, I'm like have my out. computer kind of like leaning on my belly and my thighs because I'm laying down. Okay, well that I think does it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you and next watching. Time, guys. Yeah, oh yeah. Bye everybody. See ya. <laughs>